to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up Podcast, and I'm so excited to share this next guest with you all. She goes by the name of Dr. Pamela Gurley, professional speaker and author. She is the founder and CEO of Clark and Hill Enterprise, LLC. I am Dr. P. Gurley, LLC, founder, creator of merchandise brand Unapologetic by Dr. G, author of I Am Not a Stereotype, I Am Her, co-author of Living a Non-Negotiable Lifestyle, My Life, My Dream, My Ambition Equals My Success, adjunct professor, founder and host of Herspiration Happy Hour Podcast, co-host and media correspondent for Urbanist Digital, and business blog and content writer. As you can see, she does a lot, but guess what? She's amazing. She is a savvy, busy boss lady looking to change the narrative of how Black women are perceived. Dr. Pam is unapologetic about how she lives her life and does so to the fullest. So I introduce to you all Dr. Pamela Gurley. Good morning, Pamela. How are you? Uh, Good morning. I am great. I am so excited to have you on Purposely Bossing Up podcast today. I'm excited to be here. I do appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this. (laughs) Yes, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good conversation. We're going to drop some nuggets. And then, you know, we're going to be on our way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so all right. Of course, so, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. And the question I always ask my guests is, what does purpose mean to you? Ooh, purpose means a whole lot of things because I operate in my purpose. I am driven because of my purpose. And I also, you know, I, I believe purpose is the is intentional. It's intentionally doing something that you are supposed to do, that your your gut leads you to do, and it's done so fearlessly. Yes, absolutely. I love the way you put it. And definitely fearless because you can't be scared Correct. walking in your purpose. Yeah, the other part is I'm I'm a firm believer that you know when you are operating in your purpose because it is painful. It's a painful process. And 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 I don't mean like physically painful. I'm talking emotionally, I am talking mentally. It is a spiritual, you know, it's it's all of these different emotions that we feel, but fear should not be one of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Now, if you can describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Oh, dynamic. <laughs> That's a good one. I I was going to use extraordinary, but I think dynamic really defines who I am much more than being extraordinary. I think that I I have multiple skills. I have multiple talents and I use all of those. Yes. I know that's right. (laughs) So to me, I'm a very dynamic woman for that reason. I am literally a renaissance woman. I do a lot and I've learned to do a lot with very little. Yes. And and I think that's what I really appreciate about us as women. We make mm-hmm. things work even when we don't have it. You know what I mean? So we, well, we keep it pushing. I, I definitely agree. But I also firmly believe that God doesn't give you vision without giving you provision. 
So yeah, he's going to listen. If it's meant for you, it's going to happen just the way it is supposed to. And you don't have to be a millionaire to achieve your goals or, you know, just, you know, people talk about having a six figure salary and needing that. You actually don't need that to operate in your purpose. And he's going to provide. Ooh. That's a word right there, y'all. That is a word. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. And I tell people all the time, I actually just put up a video on Instagram not so long ago about how hard entrepreneurship is. And it's not meant for the lazy. It's not meant for those who slack. It's not meant for those who don't have that grind, that hunger. Um, it's, it's hard. And I was telling people, I've been up since seven o'clock doing interviews for my podcast. Like, you know, like, oh, wow. it's, yes. <laughs> it's a different kind of, personality, mentality, you know, and you just have to embrace it 100%. And, and sometimes you're not going to like it, but that's okay. That's the part of the journey that I love the most. You know, I love the downfalls because I get to learn from that. And, you know, exactly. maybe able to teach somebody else, you know, like this is not where you want to be, but it may happen. And that's what that's mm-hmm. what's expected. Oh, yes, definitely. I do agree. I, I thrive off of failure. I thrive even mm-hmm. more because I don't look at failure as a bad thing. I think of failure as constructive criticism, not to change my goals, but just to change the way that I get to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get into Clark and Hill Enterprises. What made okay. you start Clark and Hill Enterprises? So Clark and Hill Enterprise was, you know, I had been helping small businesses for a very long time, helping people establish nonprofits and helping with business plan writing. And I was not getting paid. I often thought to myself, well, I I work for the federal government, so I didn't have the time. And then I also feel like it's much more of a commitment if, you know, in terms of, you know, if I, if I wanted to help someone, it was okay, it's free so I can take my time. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that these people were prospering and they were making money and they were going about their lives. And here I am. I'm thinking, OK, I by that. At that point, I had my master's. And to me, that's quality. That's time that I put that I was not charging anyone for. Right. And then so when I was going to school for my doctorate, I just de- I decided, you know what? I'll do a five years, you know, five years, I would, you know, do my business because I have a doctorate in organizational development and change. So I saved the track of really learning how to build the foundation of things. And I had also had my own business before and where I had my own government contract at one time. And I owned a publishing company at one time and dissolved Mm -hmm. all of those things. uh, Well, I dissolved one to go federal. The other one I dissolved when I went to Germany. So for me coming back, I just had a, I don't know, I had a knack for wanting to just work for myself. And when I decided to launch Clark and Hill, it was on a plane ride. It was wow. something that came to me. My five-year plan turned out to be less than a year. So I spent a year establishing, I was writing my own business plan, you know, and, and when it came to me, it fully came to me. I also asked a friend of mine, hey, do you want to partner with me? Because he did HR at the time. But I also had to understand that that was my vision. It was not his. So four months later, I found myself undoing everything that I had done because I had dissolved the partnership. So that was, yes. And so that was a learning, that was a very learning and interesting challenge. But it also was, it taught me that if if you have a partnership, the visions have to line, mm-hmm. you know? And so October 1, I celebrated three years in business with Clark and Hill. So I apparently did something right, making those decisions. And without regret. So when I decided to really launch Clark and Hill, it was because I was becoming more 
in my entrepreneur spirit to mm-hmm. have people pay for my time. Absolutely. Because I was Absolutely. making time for it. And so then I also established it because I needed something to separate how I was getting paid. So of course I was getting paid for the government, but I didn't, I needed a separate pot in, in order to really capture those things. Right. Absolutely. And so well, I launched my business. Yes. Well, congratulations on your third year. Thank you. Clark and <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, like you said, it's so important that when you're going into partnership that, you know, these brands and these individuals must align with one another because, you know, some things you may think of like, OK, this might be a perfect fit. And then you're like, oh, you know, you get listening to your gut and you're like, oh, this is not sitting well. You know, yes. and you might have to change some things. Oh, definitely. And I don't, I hear again, he and I are still really great friends and mm-hmm. he's uh, one of my biggest supporters. And, and that's, and so, and I think that understanding that in business, you cannot be friends. You, you are either business partners and then you have to, if you're friends, you have to learn to separate. And mm-hmm. I actually wrote a blog about it, you know, you know, being friends in business and understanding when to dissolve how to dissolve, you know, and before you even enter into a partnership, what does that mean for your individual vision if you two didn't Mm -hmm. come together with a vision? So I think that when I, I, you know, of course I help develop businesses because I write a lot of content. That's one of the things that I, I have very frank discussions on when I have people who are entering into partnerships. And I always ask separately, what is your vision for this? Because right. there's been times where those two visions did not necessarily go together. And that's a conversation you should have before you have pay someone like me to write your business plan. I don't want to waste anybody's money. I'm a small business. I want to teach people how to cut corners without losing the foundation pieces that they need. Absolutely. That is so important. That is definitely a great piece of advice for any you know entrepreneur that may be listening or, you know, want to enter into a partnership with someone. Mm-hmm. These are the key things that need to be discussed prior to anything, you Correct. know, going down officially. So this is very yes. important. I also have discussions about with entrepreneurs. People have momentary entrepreneurism. I'm a full-time entrepreneur, so it's very different for me. But I do know people who are in the moment. You want to sell masks. Okay, so what's after that? Mm-hmm. What happens when masks go away? What are you looking at for sustainability in business? Because business is not a hobby. When you go into business, it's a business. And so I always ask people, okay, is this a hobby? Or are mm-hmm. you actually looking at having a sustainable business? Because that's, yeah. a, that's a big difference. Because I know lots of people who are out here operating and then they think, oh, I have an LLC. Uh, okay, you can have an LLC, but do you have something that's sustainable? Call them again, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> I am just saying, I'm I'm actually developing a course uh, that'll have seven modules. That's seven elements that's really rec- needed for a sustainable business. Yes. I'm actually building my own business model because as somebody who helps develop business, I, I'm a grad school professor, teach MBA courses, adjunct. Uh, I I stay in the know with what's going on. Thank thank yeah. goodness because I'm always reading, but reading is not, does not make things applicable. You, until you can actually apply what you read, you can do research all day. And I always tell people, a business plan doesn't work unless you do. Yeah, yes, you so, got to put in the work. Yes, and so, and that's what being an entrepreneur really is. It's, and like you say, it's hard. It's not for the faint of heart. It is not something that is momentary. There's going to be the highs and the lows. You're going to want to quit. <laughs> it's a, it's a yep. bunch of things that you feel 
when you are an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. So when you were going into business or thinking about business, did you have any role models or mentors that you looked up to over the course of the years? Yes, and I still do. <laughs> I, I I honestly have to give it up to a lot of the very strong women who supported my vision and mm-hmm. stood by their, you know, stood stood by them. But then on the flip side, I have business mentors, people who I look up to either directly or indirectly that even in my moments of weakness where it's like, oh, oh, hell no, I want to quit right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm frustrated and I'm struggling emotionally. I have, I have, you know, her, her name's Natasha Lee is one of them that is a big supporter of mine. And I can call her and say, we need to talk. And yeah. she gives me harsh truth. <laughs> like it's not, it's not one of those things that, that sugarcoated. She's very frank and she's just like, no pity parties. You are, you are great. You better see, you better snap out of it because this, you're going to feel this way a lot. And I appreciate those things. Yeah. So I, I keep, I, yeah, I keep strong women, but then I also, I, I'm mindful about my uh, social media feed. I, mm-hmm. I make sure that I'm in tune with business women. I follow mm-hmm. them. I learn from them because a lot of them, if they're honest, you know, about their feed, they're really putting it out there. It's like, you know what? I had a bad day today. It's, it's not only showing the good things. And I'm, that's how I, I stay motivated because I'm seeing like, oh God, I remember that. But then I can also reach out and say, hey, here's what I did. I felt that same way. Yes, that is so true. You need those people in your corner that's going to give it to you. Like, and it may hurt. (laughs) It may hurt. You may cry. You may not even like them after that conversation. But at the end of the day, that's a real friend because a real Mm -hmm. friend is going to tell you like, listen, you need to change this or, you know, you may want to look at this in a different perspective or, you know, give you those good pieces of advice, but also put you in a place where, you know, like, dang, I really need to like stop walking in this tunnel vision and start looking around because it's things I need to see. Mm -hmm. And they help me see them. And, And I think that is one of the most important assets that women in business have. You know, yeah. I, it's, it's okay that you learn from men, but women is just very different. And I love that the circle of women that I am in business professionally, mm-hmm. I don't worry about any jealousy at all because we don't have that in, in the circle of, of professionals that I'm with. We, there, we are there to uplift. And so I've tried to put myself in those places where I'm going to learn. And when I'm looking for a mentor, I'm looking at mentors at varying stages of my development. Right. Right. That's how it is. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. I love it. Surrounding yourself by amazing people who impact each other. That's what it's Correct. all about. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this book. Okay. Because I want to know more about, I am not a stereotype. I am her. Can you tell our I'm... listeners about it? Yes, yes, yes. Please give us some insight on the book. So you know what? First, I would say being a Black woman, I think that we get a bad rap. And, you know, we we are in a world of unfits or misfits. We are still unfit. And I think that Mm -hmm. people, no matter how progressive we become, people don't see that. they We still live by these stereotypes. And I, I felt like for me, my story is a little bit different from what I saw, what the things that I would read, because no one really talks about how stereotypes break young girls, yeah. you know, ha- yeah, and that's what happened to me. I became very toxic, very young in the way that I thought. Now, it didn't stop me from excelling, but it did not teach me how to really love myself. 
It didn't mm-hmm. teach me how to really stand up for myself because I was too proper. My hair was too curly. I did not subscribe to all of the black things that they had. So it was, you're not black enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, okay. So you try to find where you fit in because naturally little kids are socialized to want to fit in. And right. kids are are so cruel. You know, you can look at, and and then I think for me, I had nieces who are biracial. I have nieces who are all on the spectrum of melanin. And I felt like I don't want them to be broken because of what society say that they have to be. They have to fit in. And so I had to make it very clear. I am not a stereotype. I am H-E-R. And H-E-R is a derivative of, of things because it originated from a poem. And mm-hmm. I, I, But I really wanted to have difficult conversations or tough conversations about the truth that, you know, with Black women are not angry. Angry is an emotion. Mm-hmm. We are all entitled to be angry. No one's called the white man angry who is much more angry than we have ever been. But mm-hmm. we get a bad rap. If we are assertive, to state an opinion, we're angry. I mean, you look at, you know, the the debate, how harsh they were, how harshly they criticized Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. It was like, are you kidding me? What I saw could not have been what you saw. I saw a very assertive woman stating her position and it didn't come out that way because nope. the world is stereotyped in their mind to look at and box her in as an angry black woman when it was not it was not that way. So these are conversations that we need to have because black women, we are not bitter. We go through our, our own things. I, when I went through my hair journey, oh my God, the natural hair journey, no one tells you about shrinkage when you're going through and not to cut your hair when it's straight, it's short, and then you wash it and it's like <gasps> so it was I, I went through that self-hate phase for a minute, but I had to I forced myself mm-hmm. to love what I saw. And I talked about that in the book. And I but I wanted to debunk all of these myths about black mm-hmm. women and change the shape of how people view us. So I, and I felt like it needed to be said. And I based mm-hmm. it off of part, the part of it I did based off of my journey of being broken, but I also talk about how I healed myself and, and what it took. And so for me, I, you can't walk around angry at the world. I can't mm-hmm. blame the world, but what I can do is take responsibility and own and validate myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Ownership. You yes. have to take accountability of the things that, you know, transpire in life. You know, we can't be walking around pointing a finger all the time because sometimes it really may be us, you know? So. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, but I had to, I wanted to have those conversations and even in the back, because I know that, you know, a lot of book clubs and all of that, I actually have mm-hmm. a reflection Q&A at the wow. end. So I wanted my book to be introspective. I did not want to just make it about me, but I I made the first few chapters because the way I have it broken down is like my journey because I need people to understand we need to why we need to make this shift. I talk Mm -hmm. about my thoughts and then I talk about my perspective on things. And so it's not just saying pointing the finger. It's we need to find a resolution. We need to find we need to have these conversations. So just like what is it? Meg the Stallions out here saying protect black women. My book was was talking about that long before then. We should have been having these conversations long Absolutely. before these these situations happen. And I also put on there one of the worst things that I've had to endure is the criticism from black men. We are not mm. protected by the main people who are the reason why some of these stereotypes exist. I'm y'all just going to say it. Whole, y'all I know, know that's I'm another just conversation. Gonna, I, but, it's another conversation, right. 
I know, but I'm just going to put it out there. But that's what I put in my book is that, you know, I share an experience where when I was going for my doctorate and a guy came up to me at my job and said, well, what are your weekend plans? I said, hey, I have to write a paper. And he was like, oh, you're going for your bachelor's. I said, no, no. And he cut me off before I can say anything else. He said, oh, so you're going for your master's. And I said, no. And he cut me off again before I can even tell him. And you know where he he reduced it all the way to, oh, so you're getting a certificate. No. I was like, "Mm, no. And then he said, oh, so what are you going to school for? I'm, I'm going for my doctorate. Oh, that's impressive. Yes, a black man who clearly thinks that women don't have the the wherewithal to go for higher level education. Mm. So it was mm. insult. Mm-hmm. It was insulting for that trans. You know, for that to even happen. Yeah, it is. It is. We actually was just talking about that in a class that I'm in. Um, stereotypes. You know, gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, education or, you know, business or, you know, employment, yeah. whatever it is, you know, those things still, you know, are around, you know, we talked about those mm-hmm. things that, you know, maybe our parents or family members told us as children, you know, why could you stay around men or, you know, don't wear risque clothes and all exactly. this, all these different things they told us as children and how now, you know, as women, what, what things have, you know, have you been breaking the barriers? You know, have you been, Correct. you know, still living the way you were as a child? You know, we had these discussions and it was so important. So I'm glad you mentioned that in the book. Yes, I, I was very frank and I was very honest. And I, I, I think for me, my overall goal is that I want to change the narrative of how Black women are treated and how yeah. Black women are seen. But I also say that we're also probably hated because we're one of the most, well, we are the most resilient of all races. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly we, feel we that. So, except, so I, and that's why I feel like it, it's easier to try to downgrade the strong. It's too yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. Because they I don't, agree. they don't want us, they don't want us to be elevated, but we are, unfortunately for them, <laughs> we are much more, you know, we are elevating and and growing at you know much more than people ever gave us credit for. Absolutely. And so we Absolutely. need to look at how we support one another and what how we show ourselves to the world. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And since we're on the topic of, you know, different obstacles and challenges that you know you went through growing up and even in your adulthood, um what do you feel was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? Oh, that's a hard one. You know, I think the only biggest challenge that I've ever had to face was just finding finding the love for myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like real love, not, you know, I've always been vain. You know, I've all, you know, that's never, you know, I've been very honest and open about that. You know, I was very pretty. So it was like, you know, but inside I was a whole mess and I didn't love myself, not the way that mm-hmm. I should have. If I would have put as much effort in myself as I did in my professional and academic career, because that's never, I've always soared that way. But mm-hmm. personally, I've, I did not provide this level of care. So I'm a really big advocate for self-care and, and living my best life in my most transparent and my authentic and my un- unapologetic life. <laughs> Yes, yes. And I'm so glad that you mentioned self-care because I talk a lot about that on a podcast. So how do you pour back into Pam after, you know, you're working with businesses or you just been tired of, you have a tight schedule? How do you pour back into yourself? I pour back into Pam all the time. I think a part of, a, a part of 
pouring into me is pouring into others. I Mm. feel like, you know, knowledge is not knowledge until it's shared. Otherwise, it's just information. And I think that God gives us talents to be used, not personally, but outside of us. It it should be used selflessly. And so when I do pour back into Pam, which I make a, a, I I do very great with this because I'm really very much about my, my personal time. And, you know, I'm sitting in my office. I have a record player. I have a candle right here going. I have a, a, what is it? Uh, affirmation jar that sits on my desk. And Mm -hmm. so I, and then I don't have kids, so it's kind of <laughs> makes oh, it it's very easy for me. Yes, I can have my glass of wine, but I I think for me, I love to travel. I love time with my family, mm-hmm. and so I have my own personal time where I just want to go shopping. If I just want to go for a walk, I could just listen to some music. But I pour into Pam every day. It's a that it's an everyday thing great. for me. That is great. You know, y'all, it's so important. It's just so important. I told people I didn't really know about pouring into myself. So I was about 30 years old and it it took a while because um, like I had mentioned on a previous episode, I was in the mode of self, uh, what I wanted to be, you know, in the whole self-care thing, but I couldn't because I was being a caretaker. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really know who I was as an individual when I was always putting other people first. And that was like my mentality for a very long time. And then I was like, oh, no, let me snap out of this. I have to take care of myself. And sometimes I fall into it sometimes. Yeah, but it's not as heavy as it was. Oh, yeah. See, I date myself, too. That's the other part. I try to I'm intentional about dating myself. And Mm -hmm. I'm talking with intent where I dress up. I would take myself out. Kind of hard to do with COVID. So that's, you know, my my self-care is like taking a walk. But I would get dolled up like I would have like I hang out with my girlfriends or with my boyfriends. And I take myself out and I find dine. Mm. I go to museums. I, so I find my love for things outside of yeah. people. And so that to me, that's that's a form of self-care because I do date myself. But I think real self-care is something that people should do daily, should be mm-hmm. mindful. Even if it's 10 minutes, take 10 minutes extra in the shower. Because then then you have that personal time to yourself. Cause I know a lot of people yeah. say, Oh, well, you know, I don't have a lot of time. I, I have kids and all that. I spent three weeks with, with who I call my grandbabies. Um, they're really mm. my little cousin. I had them for three weeks and I was working full time. I was still doing interviews. I was working for Clark and Hill. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I, th- it was, I'm, I'm making breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but I couldn't wait by seven. I was like one, the first one went down eight o'clock. The second one went down. like, cause I need, I need that time for me. So mm-hmm. I learned if you give kids structure, you can have time for you, even if it's an if it's in a ten minute time frame because you're tired and I just want to go to sleep. Yeah, take that time, take take those moments of time to reflect because that's a healthier way than burning yourself out. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Naps are great. People take naps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big. I am not a big nap taker. I I do. It takes a lot for me to take a nap. Oh God, sometimes I'm like, it depends on what time of the day it is. I'm like, if it's later on in the day, I'm like, this net might be like sleep <laughs> and I might not wake up till tomorrow. So I got to be careful. But if your nets. body needs it, but if your body yes. needs it, it would tell you that it needs it. Yeah. And that's absolutely. what we need to do. We need to be listening to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, for sure. So let's talk about success. So what is your definition of success? And maybe even tell our listeners what your biggest, you know, accomplishment or success is. And it can be personal or business related. Wow. So success for me is, it's not one dimensional. I also would say that you'll, you'll have several of them. 
And, you know, so I think to me, success is reaching every milestone goal that I set for myself. I'm going Mm -hmm. to champion. I'm going to put on a parade because I've achieved something that I set out to. I think my biggest, oh my gosh, let's see, next to graduating with my doctorate because I lost seven pounds. I cried for like three weeks. That was a major, that was a big, that was my biggest success. And then I would say on a more of a media side, being featured in Forbes. Oh, that is a year, a year. Yeah. So you know what? A year before that I had posted on Facebook and it came back around and it said, the goal is not to make it to Hollywood. The goal is to make it to Forbes. And a year later I did that. So you could speak things that you want and you work for them. And to me, that was a, a proud moment for me. Absolutely, because I know it's definitely on my board. It's on every board in my house. Vision board, mood board, everything. I know, I have my vision board somewhere in here. (laughs) I I have, you know, I I try to do that, you know. But I said this year, I think I want to do something a little different with a vision board. Mm -hmm. So if anyone is listening, here's one thing. A vision board, like a business plan, does not work unless you do. Mm -hmm. So if you have a vision board, you can have a vision board for everything that you want. But if you yep. don't work towards them, it it is just a, it's just art. It's just an art. It's an art just up project. Up it's an art project. Yeah, it's an art project. So for me, I think that's why I created my affirmation jar. I'll show it to you. I created yeah. an affirmation jar because I felt like I needed something to motivate myself. So I have mm-hmm. my affirmation jar here, and I said next this year when I do my twenty my twenty twenty one vision board, I'm actually going to create a jar a that matches with my vision bar my vision okay. board because. I feel like sometimes we we start moving so fast that we forget to even mm-hmm. look at our vision board or what our vision was. This is going to tell you how to get there. So I want a gold jar. So whatever mm. is on my vision board, I'm going to have the same thing, but it's going to say all of my goals and it's going to tell me, you know, write 10, write for 10 minutes today. You mm-hmm. know, depending on what's on, because I'm, I write a lot of content, I'm writing books and whatnot. So right. for me, sometimes I don't realize that I haven't written. And so for Mm. me, it's like, you know what, write for 10 minutes today, write for this or, you know, do this, do that. It's going to be my goal jar to make sure that it matches with my vision, my vision board. So I will have my plan, but sometimes your plan needs a push. (laughs) So I have my morning affirmation and then I'll have my goal jar. No, that's the truth. That's the truth. I like that. I might have to look into that for next See, year. Just do your goals. Yes, do your goals. Yeah. Because, you know, map, it's it's a solid map to get you to achieve the things that you wanted. When I did my 2019 vision board, I did, and mm-hmm. I achieved everything on it. That's good. That's good. And I'm sure you worked hella hard to get there. <laughs> I, I did. I did. And starting, I mean, literally starting from January, it was, it was on. And so for this year, of course, thanks to, to COVID, Mm-hmm. I still have achieved a lot of, of, of great things for 2020, yeah. but I'm really looking forward to 2021. Yeah, I do something like that with my goals on um, a dry erase board in my bedroom. So I usually start in January and I'll, you know, put 2020 goals and then I title my year. So 2020 was the year of execution. So then I have about 20 things on there that I want to achieve. And then, you know, despite okay. COVID, COVID was... Despite COVID, COVID was good to me. You know, people were starting businesses and stuff. So I I did pretty well during COVID. So a lot of the goals that I had on there, I actually just took a look at it a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can cross some of these off because I was achieving them and didn't even realize I was achieving them, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to make those visions visible. You know, you don't want to just, yeah, you don't want to have them just sitting in your head, just marinating. 
Correct. I actually have um, in my office a chalkboard wall. So when I'm mm-hmm. sitting in my own, as I'm on the, on the far side, on the other side, I have so much stuff written on my wall here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I've, my chalkboard, my chalkboard wall has been my best friend because a whiteboard. Yes, I ha- I had one of those. I have that one underneath my desk now. Mm-hmm. But my chalkboard wall is immediate. I keep chalk beside me, and I'm just writing, and I'm just writing. Oh and- yeah. Yeah. So I have all of the things that I have going on go- and for 2021, actually course mm-hmm. stuff. I have my book tour, conference stuff, clients, yes. you know, client names, you know, you know, emails. And it's like, oh, send email on Monday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to be much more intentional about how I'm, you know, doing things, how I'm conducting business for myself. Yeah. That's good. I love it. I love it. I hope everybody writing yeah. these gems down because she's dropping them. Y'all. <laughs> dropping them. She's dropping them. So if you can give young Pam a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Nothing matters more, you know, than taking care of yourself. Because I think my level of success has been much more fulfilling Mm -hmm. because I'm a whole, I'm whole internally. Yes. Yes. That's what I would tell my, that's what I would take. That's what I would tell my younger self to not give a damn about what the world thinks, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, but live your truth inside and outside. Yeah. I love it. Accolades accolades mean nothing if you're broken. (laughs) These are the facts. These are facts. I agree. A hundred, a thousand percent. (laughs) That is so true. That is absolutely true. You cannot be broken thinking, oh, you just going to prance around. No, you hurting on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's time to fix whatever's going on the inside so you can just be radiant inside and out. Oh, yeah. But you also achieve far more, you know, yes. because you be- you, you're driven, you know, and I've always been driven, but not like I have been in the last, what, at least eight, eight or nine years. It's mm-hmm. been a very different, fulfilled Pam much more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I love it. So can you tell our listeners about any maybe upcoming projects or events that you may be doing? Yes. Yeah, so I'm developing a new business model to help entrepreneurs to make some, not necessarily give shortcuts, but definitely give a support. In order to have a sustainable business, there are certain things that you absolutely have to have on a consistent you know, basis. And mm-hmm. so I'm, of course, being a college professor and a facilitator for, for many years, uh, I look at things from an academic standpoint, but I want to make it applicable. So I want, there's Mm -hmm. going to be work to do in this course, but if you really, I don't care where you're at in business, there's always room for improvement. And so Mm -hmm. that's the way I'm building my course. And so that will probably drop in the, you know, January, 2021. I also have, I'm co-hosting a a, a girlfriend heels conference with Cortina Peters, the girlfriend therapist, who's also on my on our on my podcast. We are podcasters, and so it's called the uh, girlfriend heel, the unapologetic transformation to wow, which is wine win over wine. And so it's mm-hmm. going to be a conference in uh, six cities. Uh, we're still kind of putting things on hold when we're going to start promoting because mm-hmm. of COVID. Where you know COVID has really messed up a whole lot of things in terms of you know space and how many people. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to see what January brings, but it'll start in April next year. I'm also on a book tour with my sister next year in four cities called the Soul Sister to Woe Sister Book Tour. Uh, so it's amazing to be able to work with my sister on those on on those things. So I know that Philly and New York will be one of the areas that we stop. And so stay tuned because you know my website hat will have everything that you know for everything that I'm actually doing. 
Yeah. So those are, those are the most upcoming. Yeah. Those are the most upcoming projects. And my book right now is still available and I'm writing two more books right now. And so <laughs> one is called Wine is Good, Shots Are Better. And then the other one is a spinoff from one of the chapters in my book called The Pedestal Philosophy. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And how can our listeners find you on social media? I can be found on all social media platforms at I-A-M-D-R-P-G-U-R-L-E-Y. I am Dr. P. Gurley at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube. So it's everywhere. And then I have a podcast people can tune in on called Herspiration Happy Hour. And you can reach that one at Herspiration Happy Hour on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter, Herspiration HH. And our awesome. YouTube channel's coming. Uh, so it takes a while yes. to try to, you know, when you have three people who are really, really busy and are entrepreneurs also, you know, just trying to be able to record more regularly. I mean, we record yeah. regularly in terms of the audio portion, uh, but we do have some visual stuff that's out there. That's awesome. And when do you release your episodes? The, the first and third Wednesday of every month. Okay. Perfect, and sometimes perfect. we'll do like bonus specials and whatnot. So we release mm-hmm. a few other ones. I know during COVID, we when because I uh, we launched season three. My baby's three years old actually this month. Uh, the podcast and I did some revamping for season three and I added two new co-hosts. And you know, so we released I think every Wednesday for, in May and June. So there's awesome. a lot. There's a lot of great content out there. It's very unfiltered. Just letting people know, <laughs> it's very unfiltered, and we just have fun with it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Shout out to the revamps for season three because yes. I revamped mine for season three as well. So oh, I'm did excited. you? Yes. yes, yes. I had to take a different approach on how you know I wanted to do my topics, and I made theme months mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, a lot of good stuff was incorporated. Oh, that's season three. Yeah, and then I also have a YouTube series called Unapologetic with Doctor G. And where I I spent, yeah, it's a quick snapshot where I just have people on and I let them tell me what they're unapologetic about. And we have honest conversations and it's fun. It's just a real laid back little, that's 15 minutes, anywhere from 10 to 15 minute little series. Good nuggets are in those. Yes, yes. So before we go, can you give our listeners a piece of advice in regards to bossing up and it can be in life or in business? I'm going to say boss up in business. I'm going to give a tip. Um, be open and be flexible and don't be afraid to fail. Use that failure as leverage to make yourself better. The other tip I'm going to give is help another small business out. If they are, if, if there's something that you notice in them that they can do better, share the knowledge. Because that's what yeah. we need to do is take care of one another and help grow one another. And so you can't do that without some level of, you know, constructive criticism and constructive feedback. Yes. Those two pieces of advice were really, really good. And I hope people were writing them down. <laughs> I hope you guys are writing them down. I hope I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Dr. Pam today. She was amazing. And I am just so happy that you were able to be on here today. I appreciate you having me on. Great conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. Great conversation. Yes. I hope yes, everybody I'm, stays in tune with everything that you're doing, you know, keeping up with keeping up. I'm sure you probably got a website. They can sign up for like a newsletter or something like that. Yeah, you know, www.iamdrpgirly.com. You can also find my book on there. Everything about me is on there. You can connect to the podcast, my merch store, everything. See, all about everything. Me. Yeah. One all of my media. Shop, it is a one-stop shop. All of my media interviews that where I'm dropping nuggets. Uh, it's everything is on there. 
Perfect. Yes. Perfect. We had a great time. So with that being yes. said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with perfect. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Ain't none to it. Boss. Ain't none to it.